Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Uh, hello there, and uh, <coughs> welcome to my gravelly voice. It's uh, Tuesday, September 10, and uh, I left my water in the car, so... Uh, anyway... It's Tuesday, so that means Susan's on the line. Maybe her voice is in better shape today. Hi, Susan. You're kidding, right? You want my voice to be in better shape? Well, it well, is. Well, I guess it is. It is. It's not foggy. <coughs> yes. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, Although, what you are doing is making me feel like I want to do it. <laughs> okay, I'll try to stop. I don't know. What the No, heck? okay. Okay. I just gave in, and now I feel better. Okay. Okay. So, um... I haven't talked about this story at all, but it was one of those stories when I first saw the headline, I thought, what the hell? And it's the story of the 73-year-old woman who gave birth to twins. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I didn't read it. I read the headline, and yeah. I went, oh, for crying out loud. Uh, yeah. You know, just cause, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. And at at what point do you not look at that woman's narcissism and wonder about what's best for her children? God. uh, No. And I I was just looking at, I I was on Twitter, I'm looking at the responses, and they're all the same as as mine was. What the fuck? Why? Um, Hopefully she'll live long enough to see them graduate from kindergarten. Uh... Oh sure, because and she won't, and she and she'll have a she won't have short term memory issues or Alzheimer's, or they won't be nursing her from the time they're five. I mean, what's she doing? Birthing herself a staff? Well, I I I don't get it. Somebody points out something um, that is a different take, Uh, because in India, you know, they really need more people. Oh right. Yeah, but. You know, absolute, here's somebody, horrible humans, absolutely selfish, unethical doc, doctor. Who would do this? Well, it's like the same guy that put all of those eggs in the octomom. Remember yeah. her? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just people out there that will, that will that are doing questionable stuff. Of course they are. But this, I really, this is ridiculous. Um, that, well, so I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. Her husband is even older. I think her, what is her husband, something like 80. Uh, it's just is it his, is it, and, and is it his, is his child as well? I guess. It was IVF. Um, well, obviously it's IVF. Uh, I don't. I, I never see neither of us ever got beyond the headline, <laughs> but I thought that they had tried to con- they've been married forever. Uh, they were not able to conceive naturally, <laughs> and so when this opportunity arose, they they went for it. But I mean, come on! This uh, excuse me. This opportunity has been available medically. For some time. Yeah. For some time, um, she could have made this decision 
Uh, they're clearly of a class that can af- I haven't read the thing, but obviously they're of a class that could afford it. They are. They. It would have been smarter to make the de- the decision two decades ago, which would also have been questionable. When she was a mere fifty-three. Fifty-three. Yeah, they've been married since 1962. Her husband is 80 years old. Just stupid. I mean, I, you wonder if they've been given any um, positive reaction at all. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> well, what you said initially. I can't either. What you said initially is, is just because you can <laughs> doesn't mean you should. It's right. I mean, it's I, right know, normally. It's right or it's good or it's ethical. Right. Normally, these stories are about some old man, right? I'm thinking of a lot of famous old man, men like Tony Randall, right? He right, who birthed him, right, right. Got some young uh, wife pregnant when he was, what, I don't know, 80-something. I think he was 81. Whatever. Anyway, and then all hell breaks loose. I mean, he slapped on the back and congratulated because, uh, you know, still able to do it, man. It's weird. I always thought he was gay. Well, yeah. Tony Randall. Didn't yeah, you? I know. What yeah, I, 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 I did, and I don't know that I still don't. Really? <laughs> anyway, then I he mean, died, I still, right? It I mean, didn't I, change my mind. He's yeah. not alive, right? So, uh, his no, I don't think so. Never, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, it's selfish, it's self-involved, it's it's unfair to the children i mean who's gonna right. maybe they have children of their oh they don't have children who's gonna raise no these they kids? don't right so who's gonna raise the kids i was thinking some other i mean who yeah they'll hire people yeah all right anyway i just because just speaking as a 68 year old <laughs> grandmother taking care of a child a, a baby is exhausting and yeah. i'm 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 getting ready to go over and do it after we hang up the phone because I've got a sick granddaughter, so I'm on. But it's that. I can I tell you how grateful she I am that she walks, and that I don't have to carry her everywhere, or I can set her down and she can stand while I, you know, fight with a 20 pound stroller. I mean, these things. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard no, it's work. It's physically taxing. It's emotionally taxing. It is physically Anybody. extremely taxing. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. So yeah. I had a different story that caught my eye. Yeah. Which one? And again, I had trouble reading all the way to the end. And it, evol- it involves a a um, high school swim team in oh. Alaska. Oh. Oh. I read it, and I couldn't, uh, I, jeez, guys. I mean, okay, so okay, let's Susan, just tell go people ahead. what if this is want, about. You want to talk this about it. This is about a, a girl that wins fair and square her 100-meter freestyle event and hops out of the pool and finds out she's been disqualified because she has her swimming, her swimsuit has crept up into her crack, 
and she's disqualified by a judge. Now, let's make one thing clear. This isn't her bathing suit. This is the school-issued suit. Right. Right. She was given this suit. This is her uniform. Um, and let's add one other fact. She is the only non. She's. She's. My guess is she's an Inuit. She is a. She is an indigenous person. She's far curvier than the little girls that she's racing against. Against, and the suit doesn't fit her the same. And they disqualified her. My guess is for the horror of beating those other kids. So they had to do something. The kid of color couldn't do it. But and that's exactly what's happening. They're being they're being uh, the judges being accused of being a racist, and they're appealing. But the but this is so wrong on so many different levels. I am yeah. so sick of any culture deciding what a girl's body is supposed to look like, what size is proper, what size is normal, what body type is attractive, what skin color or hair color or style or eye color or anything. Stop it. I know. She was in tears. She jumped out of that pool thinking, I won. And she's told, no, you didn't. You didn't because as you're winning, because you have your, a your team-issued suit is creeping up. And a judge got uh, freaked out. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. These well, and that's followed up. That's followed up because I, I can't read politics all the time. So I believe I was right reading maybe Carolyn Hacks in the Washington Post, mm-hmm. the advice columnist. And this comes in. Mothers, kids in public school are being, you know, good, taught about consent and, and, you know, and other issues in health class than we were treated to. But they're doing it in the same stupid way. Boys separate from girls, and boys are getting this message. Always make sure that you have consent. Do not touch somebody without any of it. Girls don't get that message. Girls get the message, you can say no which basically robs them of any agency at all and suggests that boys are never sexually assaulted, that girls are never aggressors, and that how this school district doesn't understand that what they're supposed to do is treat both sexes the same in these lessons and instructions. How hard, I mean, who are the people that is making this curriculum? Well, they're the uh, people who are charged and uh, professionally adept at uh, this uh, kind of thing, Susan. I don't know. I I give up. I do. I give up. There's more stupid fools around. I I suppose if and they I'm, did. I'm just telling you at the at the point that these kids get this stuff, which is fairly early on, it is the girls that are the aggressors. Uh, the aggressors. Those little girls are scary. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least they were when my kids were little. They were the aggressors. Really? Oh, yeah. I pulled a mash note out of Arlie's little jammies. I mean, they still had fire engines on them. And there was this note. I think he was in first grade. And there was a note from a little girl that was 
I mean, it was explicit, and it was shocking, and I called the principal. I said, there's a little girl that needs some help. Well, I mean, it wasn't like, what'd she say? <laughs> well, there was, well, there was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was that it, it had references to oral sex in it. In first grade? In first grade. And would he have even known what the hell she was No, I bet he had it in his pocket. I don't know what it was going. I mean, I think he, whatever it was, he thought it was a little weird, but he had it in his pocket. I found it and had a, you know, understandably a conniption fit. Mostly I was worried about that little girl. Uh, You know, but there were less, there were less obvious um, examples. Uh, You know, one in fourth grade when I'm driving the kids to Hebrew school and it's a three little girls and one little boy and the little girls are talking about you know about what they you know which boys they they like and what they you know what, I don't know I'm I just remember thinking ah this conversation is making me very nervous and then the little boy says oh come on guys we're only in fourth grade what do you expect us to do <laughs> and I yelled into the back seat thank you the voice of reason occurred <laughs> well it is something I, I remember the days when yeah you're you're sitting up front driving kids and listening in on their conversations and and uh yowie the misinformation going back and forth is is often just astounding uh and uh, upsetting kinds of stuff that you overhear that you have to talk to your kid about later i don't know i always I wasn't sure if I'm supposed to be hearing any of this stuff when I was in that role. God almighty. Anyway. Well, no, you do sit there going, you do sit there and go, at what point do I pretend yeah. like I'm not the limo driver and go, hey. Hey, yeah, incorrect, <laughs> incorrect. Anyway, um, I'm so glad to be in the grandmother stage. Yeah. I Just another aside, I picked up my grandson at school yesterday for the first time and walked him back with his dad. And his dad was pumping him for information, which was very hard to get out of him. And I turned to my grandson and I said, I forbid you to tell your father anything. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you share a word with him. He would never tell me anything that was going on. Why should you tell him anything that's going on? I said, if you want to tell, you can tell tell me me later. How's that? Did he laugh? Ellis thought that was the funniest thing he ever heard. Didn't tell his father anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. God knows. I had a kid who never told me anything. So what would you do in school today? Nothing. 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 So, uh, well, what did you, you know, and you run out of questions. (laughs) So. Yeah, well, that's it. That's all. So now you can talk about the chosen one if you want. I just, I can't stand it. No, 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 no. We don't have to quite yet. Excuse me. I'm so sorry about this. God. That's okay. Well, I don't, you know, now we're heading in September. We are now in what I always thought of as my allergy season. But I've been like this now all, is it, it's global warming or something. Something has always got me. <clears throat> so poor, yeah, poor Ernie. Ernie, every time Ernie goes to Green Bay, he scratches his his eye makeup off. Yeah, there's, there's something there's in the around. there's something in the backyard that does not grow in Chicago. <laughs> okay, here's what I want to ask. 
Did what? you see the campaign ad? <clears throat> I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Valerie Plume? Plame. Valerie Plame, for those of you who are, get, you know, remember the name, was the former CIA agent who was married to a um, State Department official, Wilson, um, and she got outed uh, and her career ruined when uh, Cheney, vice president at the time, um, and his pal Scooter Libby uh, went after the husband who was saying that there was no yellow cake uranium in Iraq, something like that. Hey, do I have that sort of right? I think. Uh, <clears throat> uh, no, he was he was saying that there was uranium. Well, he was saying there wasn't, and right. and and and, they, and Cheney was trying to sell the bill of goods that there was. Right. So he had to go after him, right. and he went after him by right. outing his wife, uh, Valerie Plame. Anyway, she now, after a, a lot of stuff, they they apparently decamped to the southwest somewhere, and. Uh, raise their kids, uh, she has decided to run as a Democrat for a congressional seat. Uh, and again, I'm sorry, I can't quite remember the state. So a friend last night sent me the 60-second um, ad for her ad. campaign. And I... <laughs> We, I just want to say, here, my reaction was, we are doomed. We are doomed as a nation because this ad, which is full-on Hollywood, full-on entertainment, making use of all the stuff that, that, that excites our reptilian brains. She's driving a car in the desert and doing wheelies and uh, being a tough, tough character. New Mexico is the state. And uh, as, as a narration tells the story, her story about what a tough, she's been in uh, undercover in Iraq, in Afghanistan, and this and that, and she's doing this James Bond car routine. And then eventually at the end she gets out of the car. And of course, you'll recall, she's a very attractive woman. So she gets out of the car and, you know, tosses her blonde mane and uh, walks toward the camera. And I'm thinking, what the? She's running for the Congress and this is now how. I, th we have so uh, conflated and, and, and lost any demarcation lines between our entertainment culture and our political culture and our any other culture, just add the adjective. Um, yep. And we, we are no are, longer a serious people, period. We, are, we deserve, I keep saying this, that Donald Trump is the president is no shock that a Democrat uh, running would see how valuable it is to uh, play the game in a certain way. 
and produce this kind of ad. And I, I read a piece about it, I think, I can't remember, in a purely a, a reputable, and they called it, they didn't jump on the ad. They thought it was a great ad in this, you know, wow, impressive professional ad, but then took to had issue with her suggesting that she was undercover in all these countries when in fact she had maybe a desk job in in Afghanistan or Iraq or Korea or whatever the hell. I don't know. But this, so the reaction right, they, right. of the article to the ad was not at all what my reaction was, which is, what the hell? I, unbelievable. Look it up. Look it up. This is what this is now how people run for the office. This is how people have to get the attention of the voters, doing wheelies in the um, driving a car fast and being beautiful, a babe. So you have the potential sort of violence, the danger, um, and and then the sex, which is you know her. It's all there. Everything Americans could ever want except what we're talking about is representation in the legislature of the country, not an audition for a movie. I, I, I just think we're, we're doomed. We have a call. Caller, go ahead. Morning, ladies. How are you? Fine. We're fine. Thank you. Hi, this is Kristen. I just wanted to say hello, and thank you for bringing to my attention the Alaska swimmer. I did a little bit of research, and as a former stroke and turn judge, this really bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, Isn't it awful? Uh, it's, first of all, the girl was not wearing a G-string or was not wearing uh, a thong, so therefore it should have never, ever been questioned. Right. Right. So that, second of all, the official that disqualified her was the same official that disqualified her sister. Ha! I guess in a previous previous competition, according to what I read. For the same so reason. So obviously this. For the same. This re- judge had it out for this girl. Yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like her kind winning. Obviously. <laughs> and it just. I read this and I was blown away. I thought to myself, "You've got to be kidding me! It's come to this." Yeah, yeah. Well, the good news is that it's in the newspaper. The guy's being outed, and they're yep. appealing. Absolutely. And you know, I just like to say to this guy, from watching swimmers over the years that I did stroke and turn, you know, what? first of all, the last thing they're concerned about is if their suit's going up the rear end, and second of all, just the force of a good start dive will do it exactly so and also i can't can't dive into a pool without you know having the suit go underneath my breast so you know i I absolutely hear you but yeah i'm glad you brought this up because i i had no idea that this even happened and like I said, I did a lot of, I did, yeah, you know, further yeah. stories, and it does show that this judge obviously had it out for this family. Because yeah, he, it's just, yeah, it's just awful, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired of, you know, it's just another in a long line of ways that um, people shame women. Absolutely. Uh, 
And I, and then here's this girl doing everything right and excelling, and then she just gets she just gets sucker punched. Well, and especially too, it's I mean you the hours of hard work that this poor yes. girl probably has put in, and was finally seeing it pay off, and then for some judge to just say, well, you know what, your suit creeped up your rear end. I'm going to take that away from you. That's just so wrong in so many ways. Yeah, and it also, it, it's, it's body shaming. It shames her for not looking like the little skinny white girls. Absolutely. It's so, just... there, I've had my rant. I feel better now. Well, good. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm good, because that, that was a real rantable thing. That's why I brought it up so fast. It upset and me so much this morning. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you put it out there because I had no idea that it even happened. And okay. I'm just glad that it got some kind of national attention. Cause Me too. It, it needs to be said. Right. It really right. does. Thank right. you. And it's affirming for her. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, ladies. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Have a good morning. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. And uh, we have a, another caller. Uh, go ahead. Lynn? Yeah. Hi. Hi. I just want to tell you that uh, I agree about the girl with the uh, with the bathing suit. Absolutely. But I also, you mentioned about the ad for Valerie Plame. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. If I'm putting an ad, a political ad on television... I want to get their attention first because they're autom- I mean people automatically switch away from your if it's a political uh uh if it's well, a yes, because it looks ad. like oh here's a dull political ad and it's, instead it's so we have easy. a racing it's, car right right and that's why they have to do that it it may seem crazy but you're trying to get somebody to watch at least until they see who you are, at least. Well, I know you're right, That's, but what this, why I say we're doomed is because <laughs> it shouldn't have to yeah. be that way. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I have long said uh, Americans are probably one of the dumbest people as as a group the things the things that we follow the fads that we follow and and never think about what you're doing you're just following the crowd right right well right. we are okay. uh, yeah we are uh, again a disappointing bunch to be sure yeah. and uh right. i don't know that right. we're we're up to writing uh the ship of state uh if we don't even recognize our own our own complicity in what has happened and our own our own gullibility Mm -hmm. and our own each of us our own um susceptibility Mm -hmm. to uh to cultural cues that we don't necessarily admit we do I, i mean all I have to do is look at my closet to understand how gullible I am. Right, right. That's there you go. <laughs> you're you're not wearing twenty year old clothes. <laughs> no, and I have and I have four thousand pair of black pants that, to the casual observer, are indistinguishable from each other. But they're all different. I assure you.
That's funny that you mentioned black pants because when I was coming up in the elevator today, uh, I was in the elevator with three other women, and I happened to look, and we all had black pants on. And I thought, yep, and I bet we all got a ton of them in our closet. Right. Black pants. All right. Well, hey, th- thank you for the that point, and I, I don't disagree, but it's it just underscores my sense that we're we're in trouble, big trouble. Thank you. Well, yeah. Thank the you. problem is, is that we really are no longer, if we ever were, a serious people, and I and I do think that that's part of what happens when, um, when, for example, paper newspapers go out of style, when uh, when our um, when our news magazines started to disappear. That was how Americans got more in-depth knowledge than they would otherwise have. And most Americans read that stuff. They read Time. They read Newsweek. They read Life. They read Look. You know, they got you one way or another. But there were always words in there that that gave you, that filled out your, the information that you were getting in other ways. And that's just gone. Well, uh, we all know, yes, it's the technological revolution has has created the ability for people to seek out uh, their own sources of uh, comforting kinds of news. Uh, So into our bubbles, everyone, or our silos, and that's that's the way it is. We got we're we're getting when you put when you put people in charge of their own education, they only learn that which comes easily to them. Right. We've got a lot of callers waiting, so let's get back to the phone. Hello. Go ahead, please. Hello. You're on. Give it Hello. a shot. Hi. 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 Hey, I don't know if you talked about this or not, because I can't for some reason get on your show, but I this with this hurricanes and all that, I mean, it's sad in the Bahamas and all that, and a lot lives are lost, but... My question is, now I don't know about the Bahamas, what they could do about that. But you almost want to say, you live on an island. I mean, you live on an island, what, and then the people who live along the water, you live next to the water. I mean, how many times do you just keep on rebuilding and rebuilding? Matter of fact, they did a study, I don't know how many years ago, not to build so close to the ocean, but they wouldn't listen. They just get closer, closer. Now they get all wiped, and it's a shame that people lost their homes and people die. I understand all that part of it, but it doesn't matter if you just keep throwing money at, at each time. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, when do you tell these people we're going to relocate you or something? I just don't understand why they keep rebuilding these uh, homes. Well, I mean, listen, water, it's a, it's different. It is different if you happen to live on an island in the middle of an ocean. Right, that's I whole like that. nations live there, and right, they are in true jeopardy. Um, but right. for these people who build their second home McMansions on uh, on our shores. Uh, and then rebuild them and or rebuild for, Or for businesses that build in floodplains, which are called floodplains because they are floodplains. Yeah, that there should not be, uh, no, that those are idiots, fools, and or uh, scammers of some sort. I, I, don't, I don't get it. But a lot of times people who live in, in places that flood 
can't move because no one will buy their home and they that's all they've got so it's different for poor people who live in these uh flooding places and rich people it's the rich people who deserve your contempt and the poor people who uh, deserve your your concern and care i would make that distinction anyway Thank you. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and, and we do have our our um, our president at this point, the chosen one, saying that there are some very bad well, criminal people in those people from the Bahamas out, you know, that are trying not, to get in. He is an outrage. He well, is an outrage. Despicable, kicking people when they're down, and 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 desperate beyond belief. Um, thanks for the call. I want to get the other caller in. Oh, oh there. okay. Thank okay. you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Hung up. I'm sorry. They hung up. Oh. Um, we'll call back. Okay. <laughs> Susan. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how are you responding to this vaping mystery crisis? Susan vapes. I vape. You're still doing um, it. Well, you're still doing. I, I'm trying. I'm. Yeah. Why? Don't. Well, because I've been doing it for four years without any issue. Um, I think that there is. I think it depends on what you're vaping. No. And, they, they, they're and saying the that's not true. Of what you're vaping. I, they're they're getting. They can't figure it out because. It's from vaping uh, nicotine. It's from vaping cannabis. It's from um, uh, they're they're starting to wonder if something new has somehow been introduced. And who knows? What, they don't know. And I figure if you don't know, step away from it till they sort this out. Um, you've got 400 people known to have gotten very ill. Five deaths, I believe, um, and you got states and cities starting to ban this stuff because we don't know what's going on. And they're saying, but how come it just started up? Well, they're thinking that it maybe didn't just start up, <clears throat> that people were getting sick before, but nobody ever asked the question of, do you vape? So it they hadn't figured that. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it now, and I've said that to my son, who gives me the same reaction you just gave me. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think it's insane. God. All right. Just asking. Unbelievable. Okay. <clears throat> God. Okay. Um, well, and to be clear, I'm not vaping. Um, jewel flavor, bubblegum flavor, no. nicotine. I know, I know. I want to read an email, and I know this will get. This is an email rant and cry for help, but um, it sounded a little like, like you, Susan. I thought I'd share it. Uh, this is from Kathleen, dear Lynn. Um, she says uh, she listened to my show later than she us- usually did, and she said this. Your show about the Bahamians 
seeking refuge in the U.S. rocked me. Uh, this is when I was saying they turned those people, they told those people to get off the ferry. Um, and all of a sudden they needed a visa. This is that stuff that was happening. And then, and then the, uh, well, I, I won't get into that, but it, it, was, it really had upset me uh, the other day. And she goes on to say, it comes on the heels of news I received this morning about a Guatemalan woman who is dear to me. Her name is Mary. She is the sister of my niece's husband. I've known her for nine years, although she has lived and worked in the United States for much longer. Last week, she received a notice of deportation. She is the mother of a teenage boy and is an exemplary mother. She has worked for the entire time she has been here, has sent her son to school, has obeyed all the rules. She has proven to be a loving and generous member of our family. The order of deportation, like the turning away of the Bahamian refugees, is nothing more than intimidation, pure and simple. The parallels of this to the Nazi persecution of the Jews is striking. These policies are hideous and intentional. I'm sort of in shock. The time is past due for us to act against this reign of terror. And the terror isn't against these refugees alone. It is also the violence against people of color, against women, and against the Constitution of the United States. We know what people have to do. We have to rise up and fight. Just someone please tell me where we should meet and I'll be there. That sounds like you, Susan. She's reached the It point. does. I was just going to say, it sounds like me. I keep trying to tell myself, just make your sign, take a chair, and sit out in the middle of the, your street in front of your house. Yeah. Start something. Just do it. Start or something. Or something. Yeah. Well. You know... This poor woman who is part, who has made herself and her family part of a much larger extended American family and uh, raised a son who probably is as American as, as anybody could be and our country taking the, making the time and effort to destroy this family. She's done nothing wrong. She's contributed. God. She's oh. paying my social security for crying out loud. Uh. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And, um, yeah, I, it, that's, that's, that's why I keep telling people I don't, I now totally understand Germans. Huh. Who sat around because, thinking this will pass or what? Or No, what? By, because, you know, the, I'm just sitting in my house not doing anything, letting atrocities occur around me. Yeah. I, can, I certainly can't fault a nation for not noticing what was happening around me when I am doing the very same thing, and I notice. I can't I can't pretend like I don't know. I do know. And I'm my ass is still firmly rooted on my couch and all I'm doing is ranting about it. 
and wringing her hands and tearing her hair. And getting sick. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you look at the people in Hong Kong. It was just a... Why aren't we doing that? It was a proposed law, uh, a change in the law that brought them into the streets. And, you know, uh, it was no more outrageous in their reality than 500 things that the Trump administration has done undermining our democracy. Um, And we... No, and it was far more frightening for them to go out into the streets. Yeah. Than for us. And stand up to China. Yeah. Yeah. Than for us to, for me to go and stand in front of my house, uh, uh, you know, in, 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 uh, you know, suburban city of Chicago. I'm still in the city, but I'm in a residential part. I I just, um, I don't know. Again, it's part of we're too, we're always Americans are just too comfortable to risk much and i don't i can't imagine how much worse things have to get we have a call caller go ahead please hello hi ladies it's uh, ray in lawrenceville how are you fine ray. we're fine thanks good i'm wondering can you hear me today yes. yeah it's sounding better all right good 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 <laughs> listen i wanted to respond and it may help with your your need to explode in anger, but going back to the vaping, if I could give you a little piece of advice on that. Um, yeah. The, the vaping liquids uh, are an extract from the, from the medicinal plant and right. they, and they use a solvent to get that. They wash the plant in a solvent and, they, and it extracts the THC and the cannabinoids. And then they have to remove the solvent and you're going to look when you're buying that, whether it be um, it's a BHO extraction or a CO2 extraction. It should say that on the vaping. All right. Okay. All right. The BHO is they use butane. It's a really cheap and easy process. They use a butane as the solvent to extract it. And then they have to cook the butane off. And I never believe because I work in chemical factories and no laboratories. I never trust anybody in those factories to complete a job 100%. You know, they get it to 98 and say that's good enough, right? Right. So I would avoid anything that has a BHO extraction process on it. On the other hand, uh, a more complicated and more expensive process is the CO2 extraction, CO2. And they use uh, a liquefied CO2 to extract it, and they don't have to cook that off. It just evaporates. It's a harmless right. carbon dioxide. Right. So if, if you're going to vape, I would I would tell anybody who's going to do that to try their best to to look at what the extraction process is and use the CO2. And where would you see okay. this? Where would you see this? It'll uh, be on. They should be on the packaging. I'll go right and look. Oh yeah, yeah. The old, especially the disposable pens, which are probably the best way to do it. Uh, but even the, it'll say BHO or CO2. Uh, and I would definitely. And if it doesn't say ask. What is the extraction? What's the solvent they use to create this liquid? A lot of these people who are getting sick, that the interviews I've heard, they were buying it on the street. Mm-hmm. And that means somebody is going to do it the quickest, the cheapest, and the least thorough job at making these liquids. And if, you've got, if you're breathing in butane, that's a bad idea. I would imagine. I agree. Okay. 
Okay. Well, that's that's some All right. good information, right? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listen, I'm enjoying the show, and uh, I'll I'll talk to you again. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'm looking. Okay. Well, Susan looks to see if she's got a CO2 or a butane that she's pulling into her lungs. Um, I, I did want to also point out, since we were talking about Kathleen's horrible uh, email about her family member, Mary, who's got a deportation order. You know, a lot of the people who have come here have come here because (laughs) they're in fear of their lives. And we have sent a number of people back, and this is documented. We, in the last few years, have sent people back who have been killed when they went back. Exactly why they'd left and sought refuge, why they'd become a refugee why they sought asylum. And then there's these cases. And maybe you saw a little bit about it, and I haven't spoken of it, but it's just such an awful story. Uh, a, a guy living um, in, in Michigan got one of these deportation notices um, in June or May or June and tried mightily to fight it. He was not born in this country. He was uh, born in Greece to Iraqi parents who had run for their lives from Iraq ended up in Greece on their refugee journey. He was born in a refugee camp in Greece and they eventually made their way here to the United States where he grew up. This is a guy who had never stepped foot in Iraq, did not speak the language, was an American in every way since he, from childhood on, had been here. He got one of these deportation notices that sent him back to Iraq, a place he didn't know where he knew no one, where he couldn't communicate. He didn't speak Arabic. He also was a diabetic and had other health problems. He was dead just a few weeks after. He landed. Yep. In this alien country. They don't country. care. His nope. funeral was last Friday, uh, and it was in Michigan. 
Uh, the country apparently was willing to let him back in to be buried with his mother and his other family members here in America, the only country he ever knew. He was allowed to come back dead, but was not allowed to stay alive. ICE sent him to his death. ICE has sent many others to their deaths. And this is all being done in your name, my name, <clears throat> and it's why Kathleen and why Susan and why I'm sure many of us ask, what are we going about our lives as usual for? People are being taken from their homes. People are being deported. People are being put behind barbed wire under God. Sick people are being tortured. Sick, sick people who were invited here and, 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 and are only alive because they were invited here to be treated until a national outcry and they realized, oh, I guess we aren't supposed to torture sick people that we invited here. They were going to throw them out too. Right. Yeah, it, there's, uh, by the way, the answer to the question, not to change the subject, is um, I, I, what I buy is solventless and cold filtered. Solvent less and cold filtered, and right. and that you got in California. Yeah, that's medical grade California. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So vape away then, Susan. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, it's clearly still not good for me. So. No, not in some ways. Um, right. Yeah, I just you know. It, I said yesterday that I, I was chilled by the news that um, <clears throat> the White House actually pressured uh, people at the National Oceanic and um, Atmospheric uh, Association. Yeah. Oh, you're to, surprised by that? Yeah. What I'm surprised by is they found some jerk to do what he wanted. And I hope they find out who it is. Well, it was a, I mean, I, one would imagine it was one of the political appointees who, you know, the, Trump comes in and he puts... Who just put something on the letterhead. You, you put who just put something in. on the letterhead. Right. Meanwhile, the people who are working there from administration to administration, the scientists, right, they wouldn't have done it. But now we learn that a cabinet secretary, I did, who knew that NOAA and the National Weather Service were under the Commerce Department? And quite, I don't quite get that. But um, So it, it was the head of commerce, uh, the, the loathsome uh, Wilbur Ross, who flat out threatened that people would lose their jobs if that notification wasn't sent out to uh, NOAA's uh, employees. And now, of course, that we all, and this is all to protect the president um, in a lie. <clears throat> because he won't apologize, because he won't admit it. And so scientists are threatened. Um, science is told to bow to this untruth. Um, and 
I said yesterday, Susan, this is, this, okay, this is 1984-ish. Yeah, it is. Total. Once you start using the apparatus of the state to literally change fact and reality and put the government's seal onto things known to be false, to threaten government employees with termination if they dare flout or attempt to in any way push back against this. Um, I'm, I don't know. Apparently now we've got some investigations going on into this. Um, here are two things that make me feel a little bit better. The chief scientists, um, <coughs> although as... Um, Actually, as with everything in the Trump administration, he's the acting chief scientist. You're right. There aren't there any is really. Nobody. But nobody. Even, no. But even Noah's acting chief scientist sent out an email to the staff of Noah yesterday saying that he was looking into potential violations. In the in Noah's decision to back Trump's statement rather than its own scientists' conclusion, and he said what Noah did is a danger to the public health and safety. You bet. Which is true. You bet. It undermines everything that you need that a citizen needs to feel certain about that they're getting true information, especially when it comes to am I in danger, right, which is what this whole thing was about. Here you had the president telling a whole bunch of people they were in danger when the science had told, told them they were not. And the pushback okay, by the Birmingham uh, National Weather Service was... Uh, considered a fireable offense because they dared to correct, correct him. the uh, der Fuhrer. Right, and to tell people, no, don't, don't, don't go running, don't do anything, you're fine, stay. No, it's, it's appalling. What I found reassuring in all of this is when we found out that nobody actually helped him draw that little line. He drew it himself. And here's so what I want to say. I'm Susan, the line, you had a graph. The line was clearly an add-on and was not well, no, part I'm of the saying, I'm saying I'm comforted by the fact that no one on the staff drew it for him, that he did it himself. Anyway, you know, if I got people, yeah. Well, anyway, one of the guys, one the of the guys who awful. has been in NOAA uh, through six administrations. These are the regular people, um, and he so he served Democrats, Republicans, and he said never before has anybody tried to politicize the weather. They'll do whatever they have to do 
to protect the liar-in-chief, the fragile ego-in-chief. Also uh, yesterday, the National Weather Service director, he was speaking at some weather conference in, um, in Alabama, and he went out of his way to praise the Birmingham office. In fact, some of them were there because this was in Alabama, and he said, I, I'm, I want you all to stand uh, so that we can tell you how proud we are that you acted with one thing in mind, and that was the public safety. And so these guys who were threatened uh, stood up and were given a huge ovation. I Well, good. Yeah, good. I mean, it, you know, that's how that's how he rewards the people of Alabama that voted for him. He puts them in danger and threatens the people that try to keep them safe. That's 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 the chosen one. Hey, there is a uh, uh, you know a, a special election going on today in uh, North Carolina for a congressional seat. You'll recall the seat that the Republicans were so. Uh, so ham-handed in uh, in in trying to steal that uh, even the North Carolina uh, court system had to call for a do-over when the Republican won the race, <laughs> and it was found that like ballots were like trashed and things. I mean, just no. They went. They they they'd go and. They'd, they'd pick collect. them up, they'd fill yeah. them out, or they'd just throw them, they'd if throw they were away. already filled out wrong, right. they'd throw them out. Right. So now the Democrat who lost that election unfairly last time is running again today. The Republicans have found a, a new person to put um, on, on their ticket, and this is the guy that Trump, uh, flew off last night to try to, uh, you know, buttress uh, for today's right. balloting. So uh, it is a overwhelmingly Republican district. So if this uh, Democrat, Dan McCready, ends up uh, winning this, that would be the most wonderful thing imaginable. I'm not expecting it. Really it really would. But I'm it, not expecting it. I, I, you know, let's not no. look for miracles, but it would be very nice. It it would sure send chills down uh, the spines of any Republican office holder, and I would think would uh, lead to a greater exodus of uh, of some of the Republican members of Congress. Let's let's hope. I don't know. Incredible. Incredible! <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I'm sure like just about everybody else in this country wish I could go to bed and wake up and have it Election Day 2020. But, and here's the, uh, here's the other thing. Between now and then, I'm, I am so tired. I'm, I'm beginning to keep count of how many white men continually write articles um, from the Chicago papers to why no woman is electable. And if we keep 
telling ourselves that no woman is electable, no woman will be electable. I do not accept that as a, as a great truth. The only reason a woman would not be electable is because a white man won't vote for her. Hey, um, I just want to remind yep. everybody that the last woman who ran for president got what, one three million more votes than the guy she was right. running against. So right, that's and bullshit. she was and she was a crippled candidate, and yeah, she yeah, did right. that well. Yeah, it was bullshit. Of course, a woman can win. Well, but I, I mean, aren't you reading that a lot in a lot of opinion no, pieces? I don't know. I I just think you Democrats know they just tend dismiss so, all. They just dismiss everybody. They just want to be cautious. They're scared, and I think uh, you know that that's a loser mentality. Um, I think you. Go, yeah, it is a loser mentality. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, let's. Let's hope for the best. Oh, this just in, New York Times is reporting, the share of uninsured Americans has increased for the first time since Obamacare took full effect. Oh, it actually increased last year. They, they've now, and now, isn't that interesting? Now, why would that be? That wouldn't be because Republicans are in control now, huh? Because there's nothing Republicans like better than uh, taking health insurance, Social Security, you name it, away from well, no, don't you think it's because they dropped the individual mandate? Well, they dropped the individual mandate, but they also stopped the, all, the, all the kinds of infrastructure that helped people get covered. To help people that, get on. You're right. They, they You're right. It's they, a combination they of the two things. The, so. they, they, there was, used to be this months-long uh, campaign to get people on and help and all this stuff. All that was funded by the federal government, all gone. People didn't have a clue that it was, they had to, that it was sign up time or where they would do it or anything. No, this is what they chose to do. All right, Sue's, we're done. You're done. You can go take care of yourself. Okay, I got to go babysit. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Thank you. <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. And, um, and I got to go too. So uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.